an excellent day, and I guess I could say an excellent holiday, wherever in the world you are. Um, today is December 24th, and for some, they have celebrated uh, different um, celebrations. You know, there's the celebration of the lights, there's Christmas, uh, there's Kwanzaa, there's Hanukkah, and there's several different celebrations that are happening at this time of the year. And it's definitely a time of joy and uh, a lot of, you know, great things are being spread around and people are out, you know, seeking to take care of other people, offering people food and clothes and and a lot of wonderful things are happening at this time of the year. And uh, it's truly a time of the year when people kind of put away all their um, challenges and put away all of the various things that they had to go through and grow through and uh, enter into this, you know, window of time here in this uh, season uh, to really just bask in the glow of peace and joy, you know, and uh, as we've been doing this podcast series, it's now, this is my 23rd episode, I believe, and I'm um, thanking all of those who have been listening to this teaching series, and that has been going on for some time now, and if you're brand new to this podcast, and this is your very first time listening to us, uh, welcome, you know, these uh, teachings are archived and I've deliberately left them so so that individuals over time can go back and actually pick up information that they can use that may have, be of great benefit to them. So I'm very grateful, thankful that uh, this type of information flows so effortlessly through me uh, into these various channels. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel that uh, we have been doing uh, a series of recordings on, and uh, we're doing one podcast teaching per week and also doing one YouTube channel teaching per week. And, uh, and it's been very, very rewarding uh, that you know we've been able to do this, and uh, I'm very excited about 2019. Uh, we'll have one more podcast teaching for 2018 that we'll do next week, end, and then one more YouTube uh, video that will be coming out at the end of this week. And then we are doing a series in January uh, to kick things off, right? So very, very uh, awesome. You know, a lot of great stories have been coming back of people's lives that have been transformed through application of the principles herein. And also, um, I'm really thrilled and excited right now uh, because I'm actually started the book that we've I've spoke about before, and uh, 100 Words That Will Transform Your Life, A Book of New Thoughts. That's the title for the book. And um, man, I'm really excited about it. I'm now on chapter 19. Uh, I hope to finish it and expect to finish it before the holidays are over. And uh, I'll, you know, I'll have the first draft out for some of my closest friends to review um, before it actually we set a date to publish it and then start the promotion so that people can actually become aware of this material that's going to be of great value and benefit to those who imbibe the information and apply the principles that are discussed there. So uh, this talk that we're doing today, I was inspired to speak uh, about a topic that uh, has some, some amount of, is relevant to the season that we're in for sure, uh, but also it's been quite clouded over the years, and uh, a lot of us don't have a clear understanding of it. And uh, I could say that, you know, I've grown and matured to where I do have a deep um, sense of clarity around this, and I'm going to help to share some perspectives. I'm help, going to help or seek to help us by sharing some perspectives about it. And what I'm referring to right now is the second coming. 
Uh, you know, we've heard a lot about uh, the first coming, and and of course, there's been a lot of talk about the second coming. And uh, with what's going on in the world right now, there's a lot of noise happening on the world of uh, individuals saying, uh, you know, that the second coming is right around the corner. And of course, you know, the second coming is always referred to the second coming of Jesus Christ. So, of course, you know, this being tomorrow being the date that we actually celebrate um, Jesus's birthday, which is not his official birthday. It's just the day that we celebrate it. And, uh, you know, in, in terms of individuals, on an individual level, I would encourage you to start to think about when will you have your birthday of the Christ in your own awareness and your own consciousness. Uh, you know, I know that for some of you might sound, okay, that sounds interesting. I've never heard that before. Or, wow, you know, what is he talking about? The birth of the Christ in my own consciousness and my own awareness. So, you know, Jesus had his own birth of the Christ in his own consciousness and in his own awareness. And, you know, his physical birth on the earth is oftentimes what people tend to reflect on or think about and also the time when he left the planet. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, use of that particular experience, you know, in ways that, you know, don't need to discuss that in much detail. But, uh, you know, the, cru the crucifixion, the resurrection, uh, it has been used incorrectly in a lot of ways. Uh, because people focus on it for the wrong reasons and not recognizing that each of us have to actually go through the process of the birth of the Christ in our own awareness. You know, having that second birth, so to speak, where you now become born of the spirit as opposed to being born of, the, of a man and a woman. Now, when you're born of the spirit, you would have had your second birth and the birth of the Christ becomes your your child you know your own child literally it's it's um not a birth that involves doctors and midwives and it's not a birth that involves you know going to a hospital of some sort um you know but yes you know you may enter into a manger in terms of your own soul you may have to have that period of preparation and uh, most people do of getting ready for the birth of the Christ without even knowing that that's what they're getting ready for. A lot of times people go through a lot of challenges and difficulties and changes in their lives, which are really preparation for the birth of the Christ awareness or the Christ consciousness. Now, the Christ consciousness that uh, we're speaking about is that Christ mind, you know, that same mind that Jesus embodied and displayed here for us to see. Uh, that mind is available for you and I to actually, in a sense, allow to be in us. And it's actually an allowing it to be in us as opposed to something that we go and get. You know, it's not something that you could actually go with money and purchase or go to a particular person and say, give me that type of mind that's in, that was in Christ. You know, it's a mind that you have to allow to be in you. In a sense, it's already in you. It's already you. And there's nothing you could do to separate yourself from it. But we need to become aware of it. And allow it to now start to think through us. Allow it to start to inspire our thoughts, our words, and the actions that we take. So the Christ mind is a mind that is the true mind. You know, this, that's the mind that runs your heart, that beats your heart, that pumps the blood, that digests your food. You know, that's the intelligence that builds these capillaries and builds cells and, and repairs anything that goes wrong in the body you know, and brings things back to harmony. It's the very mind that produces the thoughts that are divine. Uh, it's the mind that actually produces, um, the, you know, the feeling of love and joy and peace. You know, it emanates from that. And that's our true self. You know, we've heard about Christ being the only begotten son of God. 
And then a great teacher, I can't remember his name, but this, you know, the statement is that God begot only one son, and that one son has been, been forever begetting from the only begotten. So all of us are, you know, one with the Christ. You know, we're not separate. We're all one with the presence of God, and the presence of God is one with us. Now, we have to do our spiritual work in the areas of uh, fellowship, you know, selfless service, life visioning, uh, you know, high-minded conversation, spiritual study, affirmative prayer, and also meditation. So we have to do our work in those areas so that we can become aware of this Christ mind that is in us. So it's there already, you know, and um, a teaching from the Bible says that we should let the mind that was in Christ Jesus be in us. So the mind that Jesus embodied is the mind that we are seeking to give birth to. So that second coming, uh, you know, the first coming, you know, a lot of people described it as um, Jesus coming to the earth, but it wasn't Jesus necessarily as the first coming. It was the first coming of the Christ consciousness. And that consciousness in terms of a higher mind that human beings were able to actually have access to was not just available to Jesus historically, for those who really understand what a Christ is. It became available through a number of different individuals and it popped up in different places around the world. And going back and studying, you know, one would realize that individuals like uh, Moses, you know, embodied some aspects of it. Uh, there's people like Quan Yang, you know, Zarasta. Uh, there are also individuals like um, Lao Tzu, you know, there are other people who embody that. There's the Krishna, the Buddha, you know, and some of them are even before Jesus himself, um, Socrates and Plotinus. And so there are many other individuals who actually demonstrated the same qualities of the Christ mind. And also, you know, that was a period when the first coming of the Christ mind um, started to show up. But most people have in the, in the Christian world, uh, have an understanding that the first coming was when Jesus came, all right? But it's much broader than that. It's not a single person um, that is the Christ. The Christ is the, the mind that is, uh, in a sense, the only mind that is God's mind or God's son. And that mind is shared. So all of us share in it. You know, whether you call yourself a Christian, a Hindu, a Buddhist, uh, a Taoist, a Taoist, it doesn't really matter what the name is. Uh, it is the mind that actually is what's important. And the mind has certain qualities. And those qualities that are of the Christ mind are qualities like peace and joy and love, um, abundance, prosperity, innovativeness, genius, creativity, you know, um, perseverance, you know, um, gentleness, strength, you know, all of those courage, all of those qualities are part of the Christ mind. You know, you know you've heard some of you who are of a Christian ilk would have heard that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So some of us have heard this statement. Some of us know it by heart. And of course, you know, it means that you really truly can do all things because the Christ is very powerful. Uh, so the Christ, we, you know, we first do our work, you know, preparation work, your spiritual study, uh, you know, high-minded conversations, your life visioning, your selfless service, fellowship, and learn to approve pray affirmatively, and of course, learn and practice silent meditation. Now, by doing this, now you prepare yourself for the birth of the Christ in you. And once you have had that birth, I could tell you that your life will never be the same. You'll never see people the same again. You'll never see the world the same again. Uh, you'll have a deep sense of peace and relaxation and joy, and there's nothing in this world that can bother you. 
you know, I, you know, as I was actually just about to head out to a meeting a while ago, and um, I was you know, going, you know, myself and Carlin were headed to a meeting, and uh, the gentleman that we're headed to meet with, you know, he happens to be a pastor, a friend of um, my wife, and uh, of Carlin, and you know, so we're headed to meet, and um, right as we were driving out, the gentleman called to say uh, he has to postpone the meeting because a, f- a friend of his, um, I think the husband of a friend of his died. All right, so he has to go um, see them. So in that moment, uh, you know, I reflected on my own experience, you know, because I was I'm writing a book uh, yesterday when I wrote about death, you know, and I was writing about my own experience when my my biological mother uh, left the planet, and my cousin called me from New York and said, "Ben, how are you doing?" And I said, "I'm doing amazing." And then she said, "Huh?" You know, and asked me again, "How are you doing?" I said, "I'm doing amazing." And then, uh, you know, she hung up, hung up the phone and she called back about an hour later and she said, Ben, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing amazing, Claudette. I'm really doing amazing, man. And then she said, something must be wrong, Ben. How can you be doing amazing? Your mother just died. And I said, well, you know, I started to explain to her what death is. And then she, you know, she hung up the phone and she called me back again a couple hours later and said, Ben, tell me the truth. How are you really doing? <laughs> and I said, Claudette, I'm doing amazing. And I started explaining to her the difference between life and death and that nobody really dies. You know, people just put down the body temple and we all transition into a different dimension. You know, uh, everybody's still around. It's just that it's like frequencies are radio stations. If you're not tuned into it, you can't hear it. And that dimension is not something that is available to us in the human realm, at least not very easily. And uh, so I explained this to her. And in my explaining to her, you know, you know, she said, man, you're so strong. You need to tell me what you've been doing, you know, because, you know, this is amazing. And I, I really don't understand how you could be this strong. And your mother just, you know, passed away, or so to speak. That's the term that most people use. So when we're, when we're headed to the meeting, the gentleman, uh, what he was summoned by was death. You know, he was summoned by death and he responded to it as opposed to having that strength to say, uh, you know, I have a commitment. Let me, let, me, um, let me deal with this at a time that's more appropriate and convenient. But he had to rush off to deal with death. You know, so a lot of people don't realize that, the, in a sense, they worship death. You know, they worship death and the Lord of death. Because there's a misassociation of what life really is. And uh, when we, uh, you know, we remember that statement that Jesus made, you know, when the guy said, man, you know, he came to Jesus and said, uh, you know, I know you're going on this mission that we're supposed to go and do, but my cousin just died. And Jesus said, well, you know, um, what should I do, master? So the guy wanted to know, what should I do? And the guy said, Jesus said to him, hey, you know what? Let the dead bury the dead and follow after me. So, you know, a lot of people don't recognize that we actually have our sense of awareness in tangibles, in physical things, and that's what we worship. We literally worship um, before now, a lot of us, not at this stage, myself certainly, and I'm seeking to help more people to come to an awareness of not associating life with the ephemeral, with what passes away inevitably, because then you're going to experience what we call loss. So somebody would say, oh, you know, my, one of my very good friends lost their husband, lost their wife, lost their parent. 
you know, which means that if you lost something, you don't know where it is. That's why people use the word lost. So when we know where the, where the individuals are and we understand clearly what the Christ mind is, that peace, that joy, that serenity, that contentment um, surrounds you and it lifts you up out of the nonsense of human thinking. And you no longer see things that way. So I'm encouraging those who are listening to me, those who are actually imbibing these teachings, you know, to go through the process of becoming aware of the Christ mind in your, in your own awareness uh, so that you actually allow that mind that was in Christ Jesus, the mind that was in the, the same mind as in the Buddha, the same mind as in Krishna, all these great beings, the same mind that are in lots of beings today that are on the planet, and uh, let that mind be in you. So, you know, so that was just an aside, but in terms of, I'm just bringing the relevance that we all need to do our practices so that we come out of the thinking of uh, an incorrect way of being, you know, looking at life as tangible, looking at life as physical. And then we actually are directed by these changes as opposed to being centered and focused on the one presence of love and joy and peace and wisdom and creativity and genius. So, you know, with that, nothing can disturb you when you're settled in the Christ, nothing, no matter what comes, you know. So that story that I just shared, you know, just doesn't move me out of my peace or my joy. You know, um, I I was able to, you know, come and sit down now and do this recording so I could send it out to you rather than doing it later. And then I'll get back to writing the book. You know, so when you're not settled in the presence of Christ, presence of God, love, peace, joy, wisdom, creativity, when you're deeply rooted in the divine self that you are, then nothing bothers you. Nothing comes near your dwelling place to pull you away from it, right? It cannot come there because your frequency of vibration is just too high. Okay? So the second coming, you know, so the first coming, we talked about that briefly, uh, the happening. Of course, as a as a, um, heralding the the first coming, you know, and the biggest story that we have about its coming and about its manifesting and about its showing how powerful it truly is was through Jesus's work. But there are other people who have demonstrated similar qualities and similar powers as well. And um, so it's not something peculiar to Jesus. It's something that's available to all of humanity. But there are certain things that we'll have to do to become aware of that mind. And it will not just happen automatically. Uh, it's going to happen through process. And each of us will have to do our own work. And as more people do the work of um, the spiritual practices that are necessary to become aware of the Christ, to have that second birth, and you know, once you've had that, second birth of the spirit you're now born of the spirit you know aware of the christ as you once you have become aware of that that's what the second coming is now the second coming is, is a broad-based awareness of the christ consciousness you know it's where a lot of people and it's happening right now where a lot of people on a larger scale are having an awareness of the christ as consciousness and as this is happening people are ended up in hell or heaven right here on earth there's a wide gap that's being spread where a lot of people are living in misery and being annoyed easily and anger and, uh, you know, just, just really being upset. And, uh, and there are people right now who are actually in a different field. You know, they're caught up into a different atmosphere. Um, while they're here on this earth, you know, they're living in peace and joy and abundance and their needs are being met. And they're just not worried. You know, they're not anxious. You know, they're having a heavenly experience right here on this planet. 
So that second coming is already in motion. It's not something that you should be waiting to see. Well, let me see, you know, um, if, if, if Christ is coming. In fact, you know, the funny thing about this is that I heard this joke at Agape one time. So 2000, you know, right year 2000, uh, when 99, a lot of people are talking about what's going to happen. And a lot of people who go to Agape, which teaches the principles that I'm sharing with you, uh, you know, in terms of new thought and speaking about the second coming and saying it's already happened, it's already happening, right? And and it's continuing to unfold. Uh, and of course, since the first, you know, the, the first era, the first heralding of it thousands of years ago, I, it has now continued and the second coming is always happening. So more and more people are becoming aware of the Christ mind. And we're in a season now of a full flowering of the awareness of that mind, and a lot more people are becoming aware of it as themselves. There's an there's an awakening happening across the planet. So you know, uh, and a wide awakening where people are becoming awake and aware of the Christ presence in their hearts and their souls. So you know, so in 2000, right <laughs> at Agape, uh, what happened is that you know there's people who came, you know, had the belief, and what ha- what happened is that. Close to the 2000, you know, at the crossover, you know, the end of the year, a number of people left Agape and went back to fundamental churches, <laughs> right? And they went back just in case Jesus came. <laughs> so, you know, so, I mean, even though some of them were a little embarrassed, you know, that they, they, they did this, they, you know, some of them came back, you know, afterwards realizing that nothing really happened. It was not the big war and the destruction that people thought was going to happen. As was rumored in 99, 98, as 2000 approached and uh, you know as we're now in 2000 and and going into 19 a lot of people are realizing that the planet is not going anywhere but I've, i can assure you that the world is changing and uh, and the old world is definitely passing away and a new world we will see now you could choose which one of these worlds you want to focus on you could focus on trying to hold on to the old world of, of separation not having enough uh, leading to a sense of rivalry and competition, uh, also birthing envy, greed, jealousy, and um, rivalry. You know, malice. You know, you know, ending having not enough. There's scarcity. There's lack. You know, that world has been for a while, and now there's a new world that's birthing itself, and a world that's based on unity. It's based on wholeness, oneness, abundance, prosperity that is shared. Uh, where everybody's needs are met, you know, everybody has clothes, food, and shelter, you know, everything is working harmoniously together, uh, you know, we're building a world that works for the highest and best in each and every one of us, and that world is being downloaded, so that world is actually now the world, the new world that we will see, you know, all flesh will see that new world together, and the old world is passing away. So the world that's based on certain systems, you notice that certain systems are collapsing, like the banking system is starting to collapse. The education system is collapsing that we used to use um, to prepare people to work in industries. Um, also, you know, the various health systems that are based on people needing to have a certain amount of money to get good health care, that's also collapsing. You know, so a lot of the structures that were used to oil as a, as a resource for energy, that's gone. That's pretty clear now. And then there are new systems that are emerging, new systems for health of not based on hospicing, but based on wholeness, based on health. So we have health centers opposed, as opposed to hospitals. You know, now education systems, you know, that are based on bringing out creativity and genius, 
um, from us as opposed to preparing us to be like Ottomans and doing robotic tasks within corporations. And then the money system where it's peer-to-peer and it's the elimination of control by individuals who actually do it towards nefarious means. You know, so when you look at the world, the world is changing. So there's a new world, you know, renewable energy, you know, where everybody will have energy and it will be available to everybody at no cost. So, you know, we have a world that the basic things will be made available to everybody. You know, so when someone is born into the world, nobody's born into lack. You know, everybody will be born into having. Now, that's the world. That's a vision. That's not yet here. That's not yet the world that we're living in physically, but it's a world that you could see by vision. And those of us who have bought into the vision of that world, we're working to bring that world into physical manifestation. So that world is going to roll in on the tireless backs of those who hold on to the high vision of a world that works for the highest and best in each and every one of us. Martin Luther King was one of those that articulated this world, that articulated a world where, you know, the children were holding hands regardless of color. You know, you heard songs from Bob Marley that speaks about war and that there will be no war until, you know, men are seeing that the color of their eye, you know, there's the, the color of their skin is of no more significance than the color of their eye. So we're in that place now where we're moving from that old way of being, where we're looking at things as separate, looking at people as separate from us, to know a, a world that we're knowing from within that we're one, that we're whole, that we're complete, that we're all united in the Christ. And the government upon which the world will stand is on the shoulders of the Christ that's in each and every one of us. And as we singularly and individually start to allow that Christ mind to be in us, the chief thought that we are operating from is the thought of the Christ's presence in us. So we're thinking from love and from joy and from peace and from wisdom and from magnificence and from beauty. And we're thinking from that state. We're no longer thinking from from selfishness, from separation, from fear and doubt and worry and anxiety. You know, that mind is the carnal mind. That's the mind that's based on separation. That's what we call the ego, um, you know, the old world. In the very old world, and some parts of the world is still quite old in terms of the process of thinking, they call it the devil. So there's still some people who believe that there's a devil out there that could get you and that does things and that you have to fight against. And, you know, those are our younger brothers and sisters, and we have to hold them in compassion uh, as they grow out of that way of thinking and they give up those childish things. So, you know, we're now in a, a stage and an age where, you know, the downloading of the Christ mind is important, you know, for you as an individual and for us collectively. And when I say download, it's already here, but each of us need to allow it to be born in us. So now, are you going to have your birth this Christmas? Are you going to have the birth of the Christ in your own awareness over this holiday? You know, are you prepared? Have you prepared your manger? You know, have you been doing your fellowship? Your, you know, have you been doing selfless service? Have you been doing uh, life visioning? You know, have you been doing high-minded conversation, spiritual study? Uh, you know, not based on what people told you it means, but based on seeking deep clarity, you know, ensuring that you're excogitating so you're going deep into the information to make sure that you understand what you heard what you read excogitate it means to get a deep 
understanding of what you're studying. So you're studying in an excogitating way. You know, you're also affirmatively praying. You know, you've learned, and I'm going to teach affirmative prayer as one of these talks. We're teaching how to pray affirmatively because every word that comes out of your mouth is a prayer. You're never not praying. It's just a matter of what are you praying because the words from your mouth are seeds and they will return with fruits and you will actually consume them. So, you know, we, we can't escape this. The words we speak come back as boomerangs and they either come back and massage us or they come back and bite us in the butt based on what we spoke. The planet, my friends, has sped up. It's now spinning at about 32 hertz. It used to be at 7 hertz, right? And the measurements have shown this. The planet has been spinning really quickly over the last 10 years. So the manifestation of your words, your words becoming flesh and hanging out with you is much faster than it used to be. So it's very quick that someone will end up living in heaven or hell based on the thoughts, the words, and the actions that they're taking. So you have to become aligned, you know, with the Christ mind so that that is the mind that thinks through you. So you're not one of complaint and blame and shame and guilt and worry and fear and anger. You know, you have come out of the victim stage of thinking. And at least you should be a manifester, a manipulator. So you're speaking affirmatively and your words are aligned with the truth of your being. And you're speaking, I am wealthy. I am abundant. I am prosperous. I'm whole. I'm perfect. You know, I'm strong. I'm powerful. You know, I'm wise. I'm innovative. I'm creative. You know, so I'm love. I'm joy. I'm peace. You know, I'm wisdom. You know, you're speaking these words as your way of speaking. You know, you're not denying these qualities, all right, by saying they're opposite, you know, because you're speaking from circumstance and situation and speaking based on what your eyes show you. You know, so as we step into this, you know, we dive deeply into this, my friends. Um, I'm so grateful, so thankful um, for the privilege of this teaching. And, uh, you know, I pray that today's talk helped you in some way to recognize that the second coming is already here. You know, don't go um, about like some of them that are lost in the state of confusion and thinking that the second coming is when a gentleman rides in on a white horse with a sword in his hand and he's coming to sweep up you know, the good ones and burn the bad ones. You know, that, 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 is, that is, come on, man, that's folklore, <laughs> right? That's, uh, you know, it's like a, like a children's cartoon of some sort, right? You know, trying to do make-believe. Uh, you know, a good, loving, caring, tender, kind creator could not want to burn any of its creations. You know, remember that, you know, God is omnipresent. And the presence of God is everywhere. So which part of God is God going to burn? You know, because if he's going to burn anywhere, if God is going to burn anywhere, and God is certainly not a he or a she, and, you know, if God is going to burn anywhere at all, right, if God is going to burn anywhere at all, where would it burn? Which part of itself is it going to burn? That's nonsense, right? So, you know, we have to give those thoughts up, uh, let them go, let them disintegrate and dissolve, um, never to come back again. They'll dissolve into the nothingness from whence they came and we will be free as we already are. You will become aware of your intrinsic freedom as you do those practices I mentioned. And of course, the bedrock piece is silent meditation. That's the piece that is where the birth takes place. That's where you will actually experience it. You know, incrementally for most of us, some of us do have it suddenly. Sometimes their life circumstances like uh, the Indi you know today's christmas eve and that individual um you know their loved one transitioned 
on Christmas Eve, that may be an opening for them to dive deeply without even knowing. Uh, because then during that moment, you know, it causes you to become bewildered that, man, you know, of all the days for this to happen, it happened today, right? And then you go into uh, tomorrow, which was supposed to be a day of celebration, to be a day of reflection and contemplation. And it could be the opening that allows you to see that the Christ lives and it lives in your loved one that transition and it lives in you as well. And there's nothing that can be done that will ever harm or endanger the Christ. You know, there's a statement from, I think it's the Bhagavad Gita that says, you know, um, rain cannot wet it, wind cannot blow it. Um, the way, way, yeah, this is, this is how it goes. You know, the spirit is like this, you know, rain cannot wet it, fire cannot burn it, and wind blows it not away, right? So rain cannot wet it, fire cannot burn it, and wind blows it not away. That's the truth of your being. It is indestructible. It is eternal. It is life itself. That's you. That's you. You are magnificent. You are amazing. You are wonderful. You are powerful. You are graceful. You are filled to overflowing with such goodness and it's time for you to set that free, to reveal more and more of that lovely, beautiful nature of God that you are right here, right now. It's time for that revelation. So for this, and more than words could ever say or convey, I remain grateful and thankful as I allow this teaching to be, and I allow it to just float into this atmosphere of this world by saying, and so it is, and so it shall be, and forevermore. Amen. Happy holidays once again. Bye for now.